Here's a scene from today's drive, past the mall on Long Island. No foot traffic, hundreds of parking spaces open, no shipments, no sales, food courts closed, metal barriers block storefronts, lights off. No big groups, no shoppers. Most customers wear tight masks and gloves. They wait in their cars for curbside pickup. They're afraid of COVID-19. Officials close non-essential businesses. Anyone working is there at their own risk. This is when the mall truly became a ghost town. This is the new normal, a podcast with stories about how the coronavirus pandemic has impacted a global hotspot. I'm Jacob Alvere. How workers at a brick and mortar mall are coping with the pandemic. Up next, stick around. The Smithhaven Mall in Lake Grove is barren. Employees who have essential jobs, like restaurant workers providing curbside orders, are dressed in protective gear from head to toe. But many of the mall's workers are not at their post. Some are working from home. Others are laid off. A mall that normally has thousands of visitors per day has seen a drastic drop in customer interaction. Fran Lancheski is a store manager at the corporate-owned jewelry store, Pandora. Basically, people didn't seem to be too concerned at first. They shopped the same. Then about a week into the first few cases in Suffolk, we started to see a little bit of a panic when they started closing schools. Employees had to decide whether their jobs were worth getting sick or losing their lives over. I actually had one associate quit in fear of the pandemic. Some customers wore protection. People then um, started coming in with mask on and gloves. And some people didn't seem to really be concerned. Um, Many stores started to close when the pandemic hit. But Brian Malharo says most went on living carelessly. Malharo is an employee at Banana Republic. He says this changed as the panic set in. When the coronavirus started getting worse, customers were not coming in as much, and if they did, they were in and out. The mall left the decision of choosing to stay open to the stores in the beginning. My store did decide to close before the mall did. Everyone seems to be taking it day by day. We haven't had much information about a reopening as of right now. That's Raquel Levy. She works at Aerocrombie. Stores that are franchised stayed open up until the last day that they possibly could to make more sales. Belancheski says in the end, staying open hurt the businesses even more. Pandora being a franchise, we are individually owned and operated. So we tend to follow what our anchor stores do, which right now Macy's is the last anchor store in the mall. And when they decided to close, we also decided to close our doors as well, knowing that it would be in our best interest safety-wise as well as financially, it paid for us to close because by March 17th, which was our last day that we were opened, sales had plummeted. We were probably down 88% on our last day that we were opened. Social distancing guidelines forced the mall to close all stores inside the complex. 
that left many workers without jobs and an income. I'm in a lucky enough spot that being closed hasn't taken a drastic toll on my income because my job is paying all their employees for the remainder of the two-week schedule that was made before this happened. I do know, though, a few other people from other companies that were laid off and have really been impacted by the virus. Business owners were also forced into a corner. It was a little scary and frightening and very scary as a business owner. You know, our owner is losing, you know, not just thousands, but millions by this pandemic closing us down. The lack of jobs has left millions nationwide to file for unemployment, causing the biggest financial crisis since the Great Depression. I didn't have to file for unemployment. My company is paying everyone for the days they were scheduled during these two weeks. I'm not sure if we stay closed for longer how payment's going to go, but for right now, I think they're doing right by their employees and keeping everyone safe is the number one priority right now if we ever want to get back to normal life. But that was weeks ago. Now Levy and most small workers have had to file for unemployment due to the companies not being able to pay for their salaries. That's been a challenge for a lot of people. Take Danny Broski, for instance. The problem I had for filing with unemployment was that as soon as we were in furlough from the Cheesecake Factory, it took multiple days just to be able to put my claim in. As soon as I put the claim in, I was waiting for exactly four to five weeks, um, calling constantly. I probably called over, no exaggeration, probably 800 to 1,000 times in order just to reach someone because I had to do my application over the computer, which apparently that wasn't good enough. So I had to speak to a quote unquote claim specialist. And once I did that, like I said, that took five weeks, which is absurd amount of time and should not have happened. The reason that it took so long was for some technical problem that thankfully was fixed. Therefore, now it has been six weeks and I have not received one dime or even a penny from unemployment. And it's absolutely insane that I understand there's this many people that are going through this and have gotten laid off, obviously, because of the coronavirus. But six weeks going on seven, going on eight to have absolute no income and being behind on all my bills is not cool. There are a few stores near the mall that stayed open. Many of them restaurants that have essential workers doing curbside takeout orders. Retail is packed full of non-essential workers. Those mall employees are all furloughed and without an income during the pandemic. Essential workers have it tough too. Some are the healthcare workers on the front lines treating patients with COVID-19. But grocery store workers are also unsung heroes. All of them burdened with fear. They are needed and they need a paycheck. Kelsey Lyons is a Peapod manager at Stop and Shop nearby. About two weeks ago, an anonymous group of young kids came to our store and wrote wonderful and uplifting messages to our staff. They wrote messages like, thank you, we love you. And the one message that really stood out to me was, we will never forget your sacrifice. Every day, we're all filled with fear and anxiety. We have coworkers who have pre-existing health conditions and are over the age of 60. They are literally risking their lives every single day. In the back of their minds, I'm sure they're asking themselves, when will it be my turn? That is honestly a terrifying feeling. <sighs> I hope corporate is listening. Right now we're being called frontline heroes and essential now, but 
Two months ago, it was a completely different perspective. Retail workers are seen as the lowest kind of employees due to the fact that we're unskilled labor, which I get. But when this is all said and done, I hope people look at us and remember the dedication and sacrifice we took, putting ourselves and our families at risk every single day. I hope our company takes a second look at our wage and benefits and remembers what we put ourselves through for a minimum wage job. To me, an essential worker is a person who puts themselves before others. Essential workers are there to provide and aid families during this stressful time. Every essential worker is helping in one way, shape, or form so we can all go back one day. This is the new normal, a podcast with stories about how the coronavirus pandemic has impacted a global hotspot. I'm Jacob Alvear. The pandemic could not have come at a worse time for many small businesses and mom and pop restaurants. They rely on holiday rush of customers, sometimes to pay years worth of bills. Nobody was lucky this St. Patrick's Day. More on that in our next episode. Go on, take a listen.